Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Conversation, my opportunity to talk to interesting people about life in the coronavirus and even beyond the coronavirus. Uh, Today, my guest is Mark Iacona, who is the CEO of Simcona Electronics, a components and industrial control solutions company that's been in Rochester since the early 60s, I think. Mark, is that right? 1962, the year I was conceived. There you go. So you know he didn't start the company. Uh, His dad was one of the partners, and but Mark, uh, after a little stint at the Xerox Corporation here in Rochester, and uh, we mm. crossed paths there, then he uh, eventually came back to Simcona, and he's been in leadership for some 20 years and has been running that company and is running that company today. But also, it's a Rochester company, uh, ba- born in, uh, born in, uh, based in Rochester. But he also, many of you would probably know him uh, from his other hat, which is the executive director of the Rochester International Jazz Fest, which is uh, celebrating its 18th year. We'll kind of get to that, or sort of, Mm. you know, not celebrating its 18th year. Mm. I mean, in the sense of the Jazz Fest, as many of you would know, um, has been at least um, postponed for the month of June. But anyway, Mark, it's great to be with you and to have a few minutes. I know you have a very busy schedule. And let me begin, just jump in. Um, we're friends, I'll self-disclose that. Most people perhaps know that. Mark and I have known each other for many years, but so I know some of the answer. But how are you and your uh, wife, Anne, and just how's your family doing You know, in this crisis? How are you guys doing? Well, before I say that, I just want to say how things come full circle. Um, Lord used you and, and my wife's uh, cousin, with regards to the message of Christ and salvation. Mm. So uh, how that all happened many years ago, right around my son's age, who is in his 30s now, uh, through a a fishing trip, and then Mm. coming back and engaging with you as a friend uh, when we did work at Xerox. Uh, I used to ping you a lot with a lot of questions. Um, Things coming full circle and to see where I am now, how individuals walks, they become strong and weak and distant and close with the Lord, um, I'm, you know, just uh, blessed to be able to say now, not just because of this situation we're in globally and, and regionally and locally with with the COVID, but uh, my relationship with, with our Creator and, and, and our Lord is, is stronger than ever because of um, people being put in my life, and you're one of them, uh, by, by heaven awesome. above. Awesome. So, I'm honored to be. So, so how are we dealing uh, with it? I think, uh, and I believe, not that I think, I believe that because of our faith, you're able to reflect on the big picture and what's going on. So being nervous and being concerned uh, about mainly family members and, and other people versus ourselves, because we have that rooted strength in knowing that things are happening for a reason. We're not going to know why they're happening specifically, exactly why they're happening at the timing of, of what God has in place. Um, but just knowing, having salvation for that and understanding being in the Word um, gives you that that uh, navigation, self-navigation and barometer of unconditional trust mm. because of His unconditional love, right? Mm. So together as a family, um, it's interesting being with two of our two of our children. Uh, one of them works in a hospital in Batavia, so he's right in the front line there. Uh, but the two daughters that are, are living at home and working from home, um, being able to share 
and 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 our strength where we get our strength from, mm. um, we're navigating through it. So I'm um, I'm more concerned for other others that have no stability. Yeah. Right. And, and if given the opportunity, um, I'm able to share faith. If not, you know, I wait for the door to open. But everybody's healthy. Your kids are healthy. Yeah, yeah. we're we're we're, we're blessed. We're all, always been blessed. Um, I believe healthy. I believe that we may or may not have been exposed and lived with it or uh, experienced uh, some of this 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 epidemic, uh, the 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 COVID, in different um, levels, hmm. and that'll be soon to maybe find out yeah. if we do testing, right. but. Um, I can't believe that we weren't exposed and didn't live a little bit of it. Uh, Headaches, different yeah. types of symptoms, uh, but nothing like that. Good. But everybody's healthy today. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a philosophical question, which I've been asking most people in this. And but everyone comes from a different point of view. You 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 run a a company, and have for as you say uh, for 20 years been at the top of that company in Rochester. You know, you were you were at the head of that company. You know, at the at the great financial crisis of 2007, 08, 09. Mm-hmm. So you've lived through that. Um, and when you look at, and of course, the Jazz Fest, which is its own um, a company in a manner of speaking. So as you look at both of those things that you are um, a part of and you are leading, would you say when you look at, um, let's say, even going back to 2007, 08, 09 in comparison, is what we're going through now, in your opinion? Hmm. Uh, the the COVID nineteen um, pandemic is it an is it an episode to be endured? In other words, kind of maybe like we did in twenty oh eight, you know, sort of hold on and we will bounce. Is it an episode to be endured, or is it um, a transformational moment? That is to say, is your business, is the Jazz Fest maybe, or any other parts of our our business, our market, our culture, is it going to be different? Um, in significant ways, in your opinion, going forward. Yeah. Well, the first thing I thought of when you were asking me this question is that uh, I'm—I've never had to serve in a in a war, right? So I've—I, you know, blessed to have a, a father that uh, what should they call the greatest generation who's still alive. He's 94 and has all his faculties and uh, probably could do this interview better than me. Um, Never had to experience that kind of sacrifice or that kind of fear of not knowing what's coming around the corner. Kind of like your primary doctor, he'll tell you or she'll tell you, um, I'm not the surgeon, but my job is to look around the corner of what's coming to you. 9-11 was the closest thing as you were asking me that question of a reference point to say, what was I thinking then? I remember where I was. I was in the business, was not in the jazz fest, yes, but but it was right before it. Right. However, I remember where I was, and I remember what was running through my mind in a meeting at a conference room table, and all the different things running through my mind that day of, will life ever be the same again in terms of fear? Now, obviously, you've seen how things have changed there. I think that in, in, in uh, 2008, experienced that, that there was another different type of a fear in terms of a financial meltdown, and, and would business be the same? However, the one thing that was in perspective with me then was that there, there, there was a, um, there was a, there was a view of the world of okay, this is a, I don't want to call it a hiccup. This is something that we will get through only because it was it was the, they were uh, the first one was a planned, uh, um, premeditated to put fear in. The financial was was history repeats itself. 
mm. right? So when you when you, when we learned of this 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 epidemic here, this virus, you have reference points of back in the past, but I wasn't alive for that. Right. Right. So what did they do back then? The, the technology wasn't able to make the world smaller. Right. So how did that phase through? And the data that's there, how do we know all of that data? Right. right? I'm sure that a lot of it's true, but it is not a translation or someone's interpretation. Right. So, so in many ways, this is unprecedented. So to me, yeah. to me, I look at it as like the new norm. Everybody's saying the new norm. Well, I, I think that there'll be a new norm for a while, but look as we adapted um, and as we we plan for different things to be proactive and forward thinking, I, I, I think we'll be aware, more aware. I think the God is allowing and, and blesses many brains to come up with different technologies and different solutions. I think this awareness will be of how do we look around that corner quicker, and all the way from manufacturing a a, a solution to a, to the virus. Um, I think that that will be elevated. So there's going to be that that window of time. I do everything in thirty and sixty, right? right. Ninety, whether it's thirty, sixty, ninety days, or if it's if it's if it's years. I think that um, nothing happens by coincidence. Mm. I think there's a plan. Um, I'm not talking about conspiracy. I'm talking about big picture. If you have faith, right? And um, I I believe that we're going to be okay. It's just yeah. going to be a different way of looking at things. So especially, I'm guessing now, because you and I haven't, I haven't asked you this in the last uh, recent months, you and I talked a little bit. I remember when you made the decision to cancel the festival, which was mm -hmm. a big deal for you sure. and your team. Um, but the festival, even more than your business, um, you know, you know you're, it's thousands of people gathering, right. hundreds of people gathering. It's almost like some of the, some of the in, in a different scale that we're thinking about here, um, does it make, do, do you see the festival, not so much 2020, but changing or do you, does it need to be thought differently? Is it a transformational moment or no? So, so definitely right now, short term. So, um, thinking short term and thinking midterm and, and longer term, a a absolutely. We don't know. I say, I don't know what I don't know. Um, I believe that if there are guidelines, whether we agree with them or not, um, you have to follow them. I mean, because I'm not God, right? Um, it was heart-wrenching to have to cancel this. Um, you know, there are so many individuals that were affected, not just us, right? right? Um, the musicians, oh, the musicians, um, the people that, that we outsource all our work to, the local companies that plan on this, some of this is 30% of their business throughout the year because a couple hundred thousand people do come down to it. So... You know, I, I believe short term, there's there are going to be, you're going to start to see pockets of confidence come out, um, whether it's masks and sanitizer, whether it's the 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 um, limiting of number of people. However, 18 months from now, I think people are going to understand we need to live our life. But if there are people that are at risk, so you make that judgment call. Um, right. If you ask me right now to go get in that race car, that goes 250 miles an hour. And by the way, Mark, there's a possibility that the mechanic didn't check the whole car out. Right. I'm going to say, okay, how fast are we going to go? I may say I'm not going to get in that car because I don't know how to race a car and feel the car. So I'm going to stay out of that car for, for a while. Well, that's the same thing with people with pre-existing uh, situations or younger individuals, even though there are outliers uh, in terms of ages that are, are, are susceptible to things. But I believe as humans, we're 
going to figure things out right. and we're going to make decisions. Right. And I personally have believe again, God's not going to give us anything more than we can handle. So. Right. You know, I, I like you, um, you know, I'm just listening and learning and waiting and, but I'm, I think I'm generally sanguine and upbeat. You know, it's just a question of when I, 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 I can hardly imagine a world where people aren't going to gather in, 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 in do the, and go to concerts and go to church and go to um, sports events. I just can't imagine it. The, the way I look at this is, is it's a postponement. We yeah. haven't canceled anything, yeah. you know? So I know you mentioned uh, um, uh, when we opened about your, your faith, and I wonder how your faith, um, whether it's 9-11, but certainly now, how has it influenced you um, one way or the other, or has it influenced your decision making, both in the Jazz Fest, and I know you share that you know with others, but the in your business, I mean, in the sense of it's how has it been a resource for you in in big moments like this as a leader? You know, it's it's, it's a it's a great question, and um, thirty years ago, I probably would have answered differently. Um, I have been, which I've shared with you because you're um, someone that I. I, I confide in, uh, outside of some other mentors that I have. Um, it's un- it's not even uncanny because of the faith. I'm wondering sometimes why don't certain things bother me? Why aren't I more nervous? Um, the minute this happened, I, I no doubt in my mind that I know where I'm going, number one. And number two, I know that I'll be led by, by, by the spirit. And I don't think that is blind faith. Mm. Um, there's, there are too many things that have happened to me in my life right after 09, 08, uh, when I bought the sec- the company the second time and I bought out my my former partners, which was a great um, transition. Um, we hit some hard times and it was almost like I was in the book of Job uh, all the way from things being attacked, the closer I got in my faith. And then my health was affected and then the business was affected. And I knew that was my opportunity to say, okay, if I'm... 150% believe in, in my my faith and, and my salvation and my relationship with Christ, I'm all in. And to get through that is actually was actually more challenging to my faith than what's happening right now. Um, and I just keep reflecting on it. So it to me, it's like night and day. I'm not sure what would be going through my mind right now if mm. I if I didn't have faith. Well, you, you, you walk right into my next question, which is, and maybe you've touched on it, and you can slow down and pick one of those three things you just mentioned, but what would you say is the most surprising difficulty or challenge you faced in your, whatever it is, 30-year career in either one of these um, um, areas that you, and by I mean surprising, so some things you know are coming, right? You know you're going to have lean years. You know you're going to have... Um, um, employees that that don't produce or that you, you know, but if you look back and say uh, of the career of both of your um, things that you lead, um, what's the most surprising difficulty or challenge um, that you experienced? So at, at the risk of, you know, really opening things up here, but I, I have nothing to hide. Um, so during the time when I uh, was given the opportunity to transition and purchase the company on my own, uh, again, I owe it all to the founders. Uh, one was 
from from the concentration camp survivor as well mm. as my father who was a wow. a victim of almost being homeless in a d- depression uh during the great depression and learning from all that and then to the transition of buying out my partners right after that i confided in some leaders that i brought on board and um some heavy stuff was going down that i was able to uh be made aware of mm. and the Lord's timing is 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 just all I can say. It is it's it's awesome. Mm. It gave me an opportunity when certain people were not part of the picture because of vacations and different things. My eyes were open to certain things, and I had to make some decisions. Mm. And when I made those decisions, uh, I found myself within six months in total shock of being sued for my faith, mm. and never in a million years would have thought. You know, uh, somebody would told me 30 years ago, you're going to be in business and because you care about people so much and because you said you would pray for them. And that's the brunt of it, that the person that you would be making some decisions on would be taking you to court for various things that they all got thrown out for. Uh, but also one of them would be because of your faith. Mm. That to me, uh, if if I did not have... Um, and I enjoy talking about this because I, I think there could be other people out there. Um, if I did not have faith, I might have thought, where is this coming from? And, I, and um, maybe would have reacted differently. And I just let the Lord take the reins, follow the, the direction of, uh, and, the, and, the, and the influence of the Holy Spirit, because I could feel it. Mm. Um, and I think there were I knew it was genuine and authentic because I had people saying to me, Mark, why are you so calm? Mm. I've never seen you this calm. Mm. So in the middle of the storm, it's... it's and that's if you the... had to think of one, maybe two, of lessons that you learned, whether as a, a believer or just as a leader, company leader, you know, you, you we can't anticipate something like that, right? Let's say, you know, without flushing out everything you said, but let's say a kind of surprise or a betrayal or whatever word you would put to it, and or we can't anticipate the coronavirus. These are things you can't anticipate. Right. You can't anticipate um, a cancer diagnosis. Right. I mean, There's certain things you can't anticipate. Right. But as you as you lived through that season, however long it was, you hmm. know, until your head became up water, if you said, here's one lesson or two lessons that I would give to my son or I'd give to someone running a company, um, what would that be? Well, first and foremost, I always say, and I've I've said this when I've been I've been um, given the opportunity to be recognized for certain things, and I always love it when my family is there because I actually talk to them uh, during that. It's given me an opportunity to talk to them when I'm talking to several people. Is never forget where you've come from. Mm-hmm. Always reflect. So you may have not come from poverty. You may have not come from hard times. You may have come from a great upbringing because you've been blessed enough to have two parents in your life mm. or grandparents that, that that raised you. Never forget where you've come from because there's value there from what you experienced as a young person and take those values. The The thing I would also say is to, to individuals as they become more mature and older in life is that learn to, if you have the Lord in your life, it's, it's, a, it's I don't want to say it's easier because sometimes you get more attacked from the other side, right? Um, learn to step back not a physical step back, sometimes it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> step back and say, okay, I'm here right now. Why is this happening? 
Mm. Why was that comment made? Why I'm in this situation because of a business decision? And process it versus react quickly. That's good. I mean, if somebody's drowning, you want to react. But many people that have their collective, they they stop. They stop. They think before they jump in the water. Mm. Okay, what's my plan in order to save this person? Mm. Right. Um, same thing as the advice I give is stop, take a breath, process it. Even if it's only mm. two, three seconds. Sometimes. When you don't move and react, you're actually able to make more of a wise decision that will save you some tough times yeah. down the road. Well, that's huge. That's a great uh, a lesson, I think, for anybody who's a leader. And you and you walked right into the next question that I wanted to ask you when you talked a little bit about knowing where you came from. And that in this question, which I is perhaps my most interested question, or the one I'm most interested in talking to people like you, anybody. Uh, but anyone who's in a position of leadership, and that is how has your personal story shaped your professional life? And and I, I'm not sure even as I think of my own life, but you have to get a little bit older as you and I are. We're still, you know, mm -hmm. we're still uh, in, in leadership, but to, to be able to even answer that question, to know yourself well enough. But if you thought about, you know, your life, um, how was your personal story Growing up here in this town, the family that you grew up in, um, good, bad, and and indifferent, uh, good, bad, and ugly, shaped your professional life. Um, so I don't have the and and in a good way. I've always been envious of individuals that come from a tough background or not have anyone there for them, because there is an opportunity for that self motivation. You can only motivate yourself. People can inspire you. But I believe that it's you. And then again, if you have faith, those are the things where the Lord takes you in a direction of, do I want to do this? Well, I want you to do this. But I, I, I've always envied individuals in a good way of that, that have had that motivation because they want to go from here to here. And then they, necess they not necessarily always want to leave it. They come back and they inspire other people. I've always looked at it, though, even though it was never told to me by my, my parents, I never really knew uh, because my father came from nothing. He just wanted to provide an opportunity for us to excel, but we never knew what we really had, and that was by their design. And, and I believe that I've always put this on myself that I did have the golden spoon. So if I had this golden spoon growing up with, which is a, which is, which is a phrase for us right. older guys, kind of had it made out of the gate and didn't have to worry about where my next meal was going to be, if I was going to be able to go to college, if I was going to be able to afford it, and where was I going to go? I had that basis. So what I said is if if I have that basis, don't waste it. Now, as an individual, you make a lot of dumb mistakes. As a young man, getting in trouble, getting out of trouble, different things. But I always knew, don't mess this up because you have a basis and reflect on that. So having that um, basis, I've always wanted to make sure that I, I share that knowledge or I reflect on that so I don't go backwards and don't squander a, 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 a bless a gift. We're all mm. we all have gifts, right? And I believe one of my gifts is to wanna make a positive difference, not only at my business, but in people's lives, in people's lives that I'll never meet again. Um, you know, you never know when you're talking to an angel, right? That right. type of thing. But I always believe that if I was born with that spoon, that I didn't have to fight hard for anything, 
what's going to inspire myself or motivate me in order to make sure that I don't use that as a crutch to not go and do the next best thing to help somebody out or make a difference in the world. Mm. And I, I know from talking to you, um, I know you lost your mom a few years ago. Your mm. dad is still alive and yeah. seemingly, seemingly doing very well or well for a man his age. Um, he's had a big influence, yeah, on your life? Yeah, I... Um... I always tell him, stop making me look bad. Like he can make, like when my mom was alive, I, I've never seen anybody um, so in love with somebody authentically like that. Now, I love my wife and I know my wife loves me. However, there's just something that was there. So that influence of of seeing that, that love around the house all the time um, and, you know, I, I owe it to them about, they played all different types of music. Right, so I know I gravitated toward music in the arts. I love mm. all arts, but I know I gravitated because they they were dancing in the kitchen that was you know very small kitchen that we were at. Right, so you know it, the influence from him as a mentor. Some individuals can say this individual is a mentor to me because these are all the conversations that we had from time to time. My dad and I didn't have a lot of conversations. We have more conversations now mm. uh, over the past fifteen years, twenty years. He was a mentor to me because of the way he lived his life mm. and the way he carried himself and the way he talked to people and how he's very respectful. And, and the biggest key was I learned from other people about the way my dad's walk was, is that, oh, you're Lou Iacona's son. Yeah, your father's a great guy. Mm. And here's how your father helped me with this and doesn't want anyone to know about it. So he mentored to me non-verbally. Does, does your dad now in these last 20 years... Um, Give you business advice or no? He does when I when I ask for it. Mm -hmm. um, and he's it was interesting. When we purchased the business from him and his partner, my father said, basically, here are the keys. Uh, all I want is the monthly check. <laughs> want my advice. You got it. However, and he walked out the door. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do it spitefully. He was like, I've done my part. You guys have the helm. And um, I'm here for you if you need me. So when I ask him, um, it's interesting because when I talk to him, you will see the emotion come out in a good way, um, reference points, you know, from years past. But it always just comes down to is do the right thing. Mm. If you don't yeah. feel you're doing the right thing, it's wrong. Mm. And I'm not talking about a business decision, the right thing when it comes to other individuals. Yeah. So what do you believe, again, speaking, thinking of both Simcona and um, the jazz festival mm. that you lead, Looking back now, maybe you would answer, maybe I would answer this question different as you say 10, 20, or 30 years ago, but what's the most important single quality of leadership? If your son, who I know is a resident, are you know on his way to being a doctor, and both of your daughters are professionals, um, but anyone else was coming to ask you um, who's in some kind of leadership or aspiring leadership and said, Mark, what's the most important, single most important quality of leadership, what would you say? Authenticity. Hmm. Say more about it. Um, you can learn, you can um, have things innate in you pulled out. And so some things I can't teach you a talent, can't be taught me a talent. Passion, I believe, you know, if it's innate in you, it can be pulled out. 
the one thing that I believe is so important, no matter what you achieve in life or who you uh, um, lead, is authenticity. Um, if, if I attempt to motivate you, which I already said, I, I don't believe one individual can motivate another. I can inspire you. Even if I attempt to inspire or say, Rob, here's where we're going. Here are all of the different things along the way we have to achieve. Here's the sacrifices you have to make. Here's the sacrifices I'm going to have to make. Uh, and, and, and you understand it. You still, as a human being, if you have all your faculties, you will be able to discern whether it's one week or one year, if I'm being authentic or not. Mm. And that comes through experiences. That comes through experience of watching a leader, interacting with a leader, and then how the leader uh, gives or takes, mm. right? A servant mentality is part of authenticity. Mm. You know, not the saying, do as I say, not as I do. However, that's very true, right. being authentic. But when admitting that, failure, maybe all of that, yeah. apologizing, right. admitting failure, admitting I don't know what the answer is, right. admitting I don't know what to do. Um, I had another friend, a spiritual friend that's a very famous person. I'm not going to name because I'm not going to throw names around. Um, that I called, and uh, I usually would call you, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know for whatever reason I was your second person most famous in. friend. Second most famous friend, <laughs> and 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 I called and I started talking about what we're going through here right now. Mm. With the, I was really starting to mm. to say, am I making these right decisions with what's going on with the company and different things? And that person brought me right back to to the word and said, why do you think you have all the answers? Why do you think it's always got to be on you? Why are you making it about you? Mm. Why aren't you, if you truly have surrendered, right? So it came came down to, you're right, and being authentic, that I don't know and I don't have all the answers. It's mm. great. So. Very good lesson. So as kind of a wrap-up um, question, and maybe you've touched on some of this already, but um, what is the lesson uh, for us or lessons? I mean, not just as business owners, leaders, um, you know, family, people, um, in this that is the coronavirus for us? Is there one big lesson or two? What, what's the big lesson for us in, in this when it's over? First of all, I'm flattered you're even asking me that question. Uh, I think the one lesson I've, I'm learning right now is that, and again, I, I hate to say it, but I don't hate to say it. I, I, it's an advantage being a, having being strong in your faith, Okay. So I know what I'm sold out to, and other people have different faiths. So whatever you're tied into, it, I feel like it's an advantage for me because of unconditional trust that I have knowing that he's looking around the corner, mm. right? Um, but the one thing that I'm learning is not only, number one, you don't have all the answers, is how do you adapt quickly, adapt too quickly, and there's, there's, there's a difference between there. Adapt quickly when you need to. Sometimes we're thinking we need to adapt and we really just need to sit back and watch the process. So I've been on so many Zoom meetings for where's the business going, what's happening in our industries, both industries, both music, and, and that's really up in the air right now. However, mm -hmm. 18 months from now, I think we're going to see 
different things that will evolve out of it, but still be the same. Mm. So if it happens again. So it's really more what I'm learning too is, is really sitting back, listening to people, sampling a lot. Don't have, when you have situations like this that are happening, don't confine yourself to a small group, a comfortable group of people that think the same as you. Um, uh, don't confine your group to just what you think you want to hear. Really open up and sample. Not everything's going to be right, but sample so that you can process what are those ideas, what are those feelings that are going on, what is the the forward visions that people are seeing that they think would happen or how you should react, and sample that. Mm. And then think about it. And and by the time you start doing that, if, if what I'm learning is that as I'm processing all that, that's a week, that's two weeks, that's three weeks, mm. it's a month, right? So we're in this now for two months almost. Yeah, it seems about two months, yeah. More things are going to start to evolve, and then more things will go back to where they are. So when a situation like this happens, what I've learned is do not overreact. Yeah. Don't overreact at all. Mm, that's good. And and I'm going to tack on one more selfish question that I think a lot of people are asking if they were able sure. to sit down with with Mark Iacona, which is um, who are who think i i believe and i i i would say this if you weren't here you've probably heard me say this but others have that i think i think the jazz fest is one of the best things rochester does period from the standpoint of the community mm -hmm. um i can't think of anything off the top of my head that is is as broad in the sense of its scope of all kinds of people young and old you know um racially uh, across the board mm -hmm. It's fun. It's very, very um, cost-effective. I mean, it probably, probably bugs you guys. I mean, a lot of people have a great time and don't spend a nickel. I mean, you know, I mean, but I mean, because there's so much to do. Um, but it is really one of the best events we have. I'm missing it. Um, that is in June 2020. For people who are wondering, is this ever going to come back? Are we going to have it? You know, I know you don't, you don't, you can't answer that, but I mean, what words can you say to people who who love it and who hope it comes back? Okay, so so I need to preface before I answer that. Okay, so I apologize if I go long here. First things, um, starting with never forget where you've come from, right? Because of the upbringing I had, and because of the success of the company that I now own that I didn't start, those two individuals, while I worked there. And while I owned the company the first time, gave me the opportunity because of that success to be able to invest in this, mm. this event. Um, Early 2000s. 2002, yeah. right? And, and the reason I was able to, to do that is because certain things happen, not by coincidence. So I have this opportunity to give back because I'm involved in a successful business. And then the Lord brings into my life someone from a different country, the two of us, John Nugent, is like a brother to me, right? I have a brother that I love uh, that doesn't live in Rochester. Taught me a lot of different things who you know. Taught me mm -hmm. everything about sports. Ten years older than me. When a lot of brothers would rather do something else. So, so the Lord brings John Nugent into my life, a talented individual that we immediately clicked in terms of the difference we wanted to make, not just of a business, but culturally. You know, music touches souls, right? Creative improvised music touches souls and the souls we've been able to touch. You know, you go into Psalms, how many of the Psalms are about music, right? right? 
Um, so I know he's got me in this for a reason, right? And, and I'm, I'm figuring it out more and more because certain doors are opening. But the two of us getting together in the beginning years and, and being led not to give up in creating that support and then the community behind us and then bringing the world to Rochester, New York, that's because of God. And in the business that I have, all these things, when you said, yeah, well, you're not too happy when people come for free, I don't care, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's all from above, right? right? It's what you do with it. So, you know, we've had different hiccups before, you know, the the, the fear of danger of different things, of terrorism things, right. we've, we've, we've lived through that and mm -hmm. planned for that. Um, this will happen again. Mm. The, the, it's a postponement. So I, I really look forward to it. You know, we're talking to the community. We're trying to do something, you know, later in the fall. If it, if it doesn't happen, gets postponed again. We're, we're going to do this event. We, there will be music. There will be musicians. Good. There will be people getting together, coming together. Um, and, and it's going to be fun. And maybe it'll be more appreciated. Right. You know, who, right. who knows? But I know for a fact there's great things that happen during that festival. And I appreciate you saying that because I'm just blown away that I've been part of this. I know. I may have just been a spectator with a few different moves and mm. me not seeing a door that was opened by, by from above. And just knowing I'm part of that now mm. is, is awesome. And the souls that we are touching. Mm. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for joining us uh, this afternoon and uh, look forward to whatever happens as you say uh, so I'm, I'm taking a very positive response to your question you know the jazz fest whether it's 2020 2021 whatever it is looking forward to um, joining uh, that great event again in the near future friends glad you could be with us stay tuned as we continue the conversation in the future talk to you soon